Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Rewind and Rewatch. Now, before I get started into today's episode, I want to let y'all know how cool it's been to see where everyone has been listening from. Most of the people have been from the United States, but I see that there have been some people who have listened from Saudi Arabia, Ireland, Egypt, Turkey, the UK, Germany, Latvia, Iran, the Philippines, the Dominican Republic, and the UAE. And I just want to thank you all for listening. It's been so cool seeing everyone and watching this podcast grow slowly. So thank you. Now, getting into today's episode, today we're talking about episode 14 of As Told by Ginger. Today's episode is titled Blizzard Conditions, and the story is by Eric Casimiro. This is like the third story written by him. And we've gone from spooky fall season to winter blizzard. And I know blizzards can get really scary, but I really wished I lived in a place where we got snow. Anyways, the episode begins with the radio newsman letting everyone know that there's a blizzard throughout the three counties in their area, and Ginger's County is one of them. And for some reason, Lois is driving through these conditions, and at the Foutley house, Macy and Dodie are over. They're there to do a group report, and Dodie says that it probably doesn't matter anyways, because it's not like they'll have school tomorrow. And then Lois comes in with the groceries, and that answers the questions why she was out in the snow. And she tells Dodie and Macy that they have to spend the night because it's too crazy outside for her to drive in, or for anyone to drive in. And... As Lois is putting up the stuff, she finds a jar of earwigs that Carl has been keeping in the kitchen. And that is so gross. Like, mm, ew. Um, Funny thing, though, speaking of earwigs, when I was younger, I used to call the earwigs pincher bugs. I didn't really know what the actual name for them was. And it wasn't until years later where I watched Degrassi. And I don't know if you guys have watched Degrassi, but there's a character named Spinner on there. And he was trying to... He was trying to make it seem like the cafeteria had bugs in their food, and so he brought some earwigs with him, and that's when I learned the name of the bugs. They're called earwigs. Anyways, that doesn't really matter. (laughs) We don't get an answer as to why Carl has a jar of earwigs in the house, because he's not at the house. And in the next scene, we see Carl and Hadzita at their neighbor's house, and they're looking at an old uh, cuspidor, and that's the formal name of the chair that you sit in at the dentist's office, and you have to spin into it. Yeah, that's the name of it. It's a cuspidor. Anyways, Carl is excited about it, of course, and the neighbor is going to give the cuspidor to Carl for watching his dog, Muffin. Um, it doesn't make sense why this neighbor is leaving in the middle of a blizzard, but uh, that he is. Um, back at the Foutley's house, though, everyone is staying there, and poor Lois, she has to deal with a house full of kids. Dodie lets everyone know that school has officially been canceled, and I think it's funny that it takes a blizzard to get school canceled up north. This show takes place in Connecticut, by the way. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that. So yeah, this show takes place in Connecticut. But anyways, down here in the south, all we need is like the threat of snow. And it can be like just a little slush, just a trinkle of ice. And everyone acts like the apocalypse is happening and everything closes. Honestly, I wish people would act like that now and close everything again. Speaking of everyone acting crazy, Macy interrupts Ginger and Dodie's conversation. They were talking about like what they plan to do tomorrow since it's a free day. Macy tells them that the governor has declared a state of emergency and she's worried that they'll run out of food. Maybe I shouldn't judge too hard on Macy because I've never been through a blizzard. I still will judge my fellow Southerners though because there's no excuse for the panic when we barely get any snow on the ground. 
And speaking of judging people, I like how these have been rolling very nicely. Next, we see Winston driving Courtney and Blake through the storm, and they both suck because poor Winston is trying his hardest to get them home safely in this blizzard, and Blake is in the back complaining about how hungry he is and that Winston isn't driving fast enough. And then Courtney's phone dies, and she tells Winston to fix it. He's driving, and she tells Winston to fix it, and he tries to tell her that he has to keep his eyes on the road, but then she gets upset, so he tries to find her another one while he's driving, and unsurprisingly, Winston crashes the car. Ah, <sighs> they are some spoiled brats, oh my god. Anyways, cutting back to the Foutley's house real fast, Lois leaves for work, and the National Guard comes to pick her up, which is how she's able to leave for work, and... I don't know why for those two seconds I cut back to them because now we're cutting back to the Griplings and they're stuck in their car and they're blaming Winston for the car crash because they are really spoiled brats. Next, we're going to Carl and Hoodsy. They are walking the dog, Muffin, and they're discussing their newest scheme. So before Lois left, she said that the phone lines were down. So Carl has the idea to find some pigeons and use them as messenger birds. And so... They want to charge people to send messages and make enough money to get their cuspider to start running again. But their plans are in trouble because Muffin runs off and they kind of have to run after her. Switching back to the Gripplings real fast, they are still stuck and they're trying to figure a way to get out of the snow because their car is like buried and packed in with snow. Fortunately though, Blake has that walkie-talkie that he used to talk to with Carl. It's in the car. But Carl isn't the one to answer the distress call that he sends out. It's Dodie, Macy, and Ginger. And the good thing is that Courtney was able to tell Ginger where they were because Blake starts to fight with her over the walkie-talkie and wants to get it back for her. And then they break the walkie-talkie. So I'm glad Courtney was at least able to get out their location of like where they, where they crashed because they broke their only communication tool. And so Ginger, Macy, and Dodie, they go out to find them. And they decide to use the Grippling survival story as the topic for their report that they had to do. Now, back to Carl and Hoodsy. They've managed to get Muffin back, and they're at the park <laughs> staring at the pigeons. And they take Muffin off her leash to herd the pigeons into a cage that they have. But Muffin gets stuck in the snow. So they decide to go to Hoodsy's place to get the snowblower from Hoodsy's dad. Going back to everyone else real fast... The girls have managed to dig the Gripplings out of the snow. Also, I forgot to mention what Courtney was wearing. Courtney has on capris and sandals in the snow, in a blizzard. That's ridiculous. You can be fashionable and wear weather-appropriate clothing. Goodness. Anyways, after watching the Gripplings fight with each other for like the 30 minutes that they were stuck, I'm convinced that they'd be the people to go crazy and kill you for survival if they were stuck on an island with other people. Um... Actually, they would try to kill you, but they are so pampered that they would probably get Winston to do it instead because they wouldn't bother. All right, now cutting back to Carl and Hoodsy. They're at Hoodsy's house, and this is our first time seeing Father Bishop. <laughs> okay, you know what I mean. Dodie and Hoodsy's father. Anyways, they ask him to use the snowblower, but then he tells Hoodsy to ask his mother, which reminds me of my childhood of when I was growing up, I would ask my dad something and he would say to ask my mom. And then when I asked her, she would be like, you should ask your dad. And it would just go back and forth like that for a little bit before I was like, finally, I need an answer. People give it to me. <laughs> Anyways, Muffin is attacking some food Mrs. Bishop was preparing, which is not a good start when you want to ask for something from your parent when they are upset. But surprisingly, she still says yes. And it's surprising because she's kind of that uptight type of parent, and I would not expect her to say yes. Also, whatever meat she was prepping, she takes it back, and I really hope she was only taking it back to throw it away, because if she still tries to cook with that, that's freaking disgusting. 
Anyways, Carl and Hoodsy, they use the snowblower to clear the area with the pigeons, but Hoodsy loses control of the snowblower and Carl loses control over Muffin and they both end up going around the corner and Muffin's leash gets stuck on the snowblower. It's like basically a lawnmower, but it chunks the snow out of one side. So it has little blades. And so her Muffin's leash, it gets stuck on the little blades of the snowblower and it unhooks from her collar. So Muffin is okay, but she runs away. Again. Carl and Hoodsy are really bad dog sitters. Just putting that out there. <laughs> Cutting back to everyone else, they're all back at the Foutley's residence, sitting around the fire. The lights are out, there's no phone service, and apparently there's no food. So now I definitely feel bad for poking fun at Macy earlier, now that they're cold with nothing to eat. <laughs> she was right to be worried about food, apparently. And unfortunately for them, they get stuck listening to Courtney sing because she wants to try to bring up everyone's spirits a little bit. I don't know. But anyway, she starts singing. And as she's singing, Blake leaves to go steal that petrified eyeball. I guess it's going to be a feud that keeps happening throughout this season because he's going after it again. Anyways, Blake is a terrible thief because Carl and Hoodsy come back and Blake didn't get a chance to leave yet. And Carl immediately notices that someone was in his doghouse. And since Blake didn't get a chance to leave, they find him because they have their flashlights and they're looking around and they see him. So Carl gets to secure his eyeball. Anyways, back in the house, Courtney went from singing to being super annoying, like full on irritating. But it comes back to bite her in the butt because when she's searching for food in the Foutley's house, first of all, you're a guest in my house. So don't just go rummaging around my cabinets. I don't know you like that. Second of all, she finds the jar of earwigs that Carl's had and she thinks that they're chocolate covered raisins, which sounds disgusting, but I guess beggars can't be choosers when they're looking for food. Anyways, when she reaches in, she realizes that they're bugs and everyone is freaking out because there are bugs everywhere. And then the boys come in the house and then the dentist comes back, probably because of the blizzard. He really shouldn't have left. And Carl is about to fess up and say that Muffin is gone. But then Muffin comes to the doggy door that they have in their kitchen. And then Lois comes home and her house looks like madness, basically. Anyways, the episode ends with Courtney making the news for running after the National Guard truck, the one that dropped Lois off at home. Courtney had ran out of the house and she was like, save me, save me. And Ginger, Dodie, and Maisie, they're talking about how they're almost done with their report. And our episode closes out like that. Okay, so now that we've done the rewind and rewatch portion of the pod, it's time for Reflections. I want to start off with the ratings again today for this episode. I'm rating today's episode three and a half stars. It was a fun one. I really enjoyed watching everyone go into survival mode and seeing the different ways people would handle a situation. And honestly, watching everyone handle a bad situation feels relevant for today's times right now and how people have been acting, especially at the beginning of the pandemic. Also, you know what I realized, y'all? I forgot to pick a quote for like the last couple of episodes in this podcast. My bad. But I'm bringing that back for this episode because there was one quote that I did like in this episode, and it came from Hoodsy. Hoodsy said, gosh, Carl, life sure is fragile. And I know it's so simple. And he says that right after they think that Muffin has died from the snowblower. And I just like that he thought about life and that he... I mean, because he and Carl are only in like fourth grade. So I like that he had the presence of mind to just think about like, hey, you know, you never know what life is going to bring us. You never know how much time we have left and we have to enjoy every moment. So it just made me think about my life. It made me think about the situation that the whole world's in. And yes, I got all of that out of that <laughs> tiny little line in this show. 
Anyways, moving on into the lessons from this episode. I say that the first thing is that panicking does not help a situation. All that got them was a house full of bugs and it put everyone in bad spirits. Courtney was the main panicker in this episode. And in the end, she was running alone in the cold. And just real fast on Courtney, I was so annoyed with her in this episode. She cared about no one but herself and didn't care at all about Ginger's generosity of bringing everyone into her house. Ginger literally saved her and she stole the sled when she got saved and left everyone else in like the dust. (sighs) She was a complainer this entire episode and she did nothing to actually help the situation. Well, I mean, she did try singing, but honestly, that was just more annoying than it was helpful. (laughs) And... The whole thing was just annoying to watch. And Winston, mm, we're just going to go through the Grippling characters. Winston, Winston was supposed to be the adult through this entire situation, but he acted like he couldn't take charge and he let the Grippling kids boss him around. Goodness. The Grippling household, they just, ugh, they were, they were irritating. And Blake, since I said we're going to go down the list, Blake was also annoying because he wasn't appreciative when Winston was driving through a blizzard to get to them. And then he's trying to be sneaky after... Ginger has invited them into her house. She's trying. He's trying to be sneaky and steal from Carl. The petrified eyeball was always Carl's. Then Blake took it as retribution. But Carl took back his petrified eyeball. So there was no reason for him to try to take it back. Yeah, they were all, they were all irritating. It was annoying. Anyways, though, enough with the rant about the Grippling people. Uh, moving into the second lesson. I would say that it's you have to own your own crap slash don't back down from people because Blake was trying to blackmail Carl into giving him the eyeball because he knew what happened to Muffin or so he thought he knew what happened to Muffin. But Carl wasn't going to let Blake back him into a corner. He was completely prepared to own up to his own mistake and tell the dentist like what actually happened to Muffin. Luckily, it all turned out. Luckily, it all turned out okay. But I'm proud that Carl, with all of his shortcomings, he didn't back down from doing the correct thing. So just to recap, Panicking doesn't help in bad situations. It just makes things worse. Um, I would say appreciate the kindness that you receive because Courtney sure did not. And lastly, don't back down from people trying to push you in the corner because your integrity is important. Now, with all of that being said, I'll see y'all next Saturday.